Hi friends, it's Aaron Fragnito with the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. Backing up with another episode here. And my friends, I wanted to bring to you a small snippet from an episode uh, we did about six months ago here, episode 119, Investing in the Midwest with John Kasman. So John joined the show a little while ago and I liked his business model of investing in class C and class B properties in the Midwest. Um, and I took 10 minutes of this episode and I wanted to repurpose it here for our listeners because I felt like it was a really important part of this episode that I enjoyed. And I felt like it was worth listening to again. So in this snippet, we talk about dealing with property management. That's the biggest thing in this entire episode, but this snippet particularly, we talk about property management and dealing with property management companies. Um, how to keep them accountable, and also pick out the right one that's a good fit for your type of building. Um, we also talk about knowing your property management company's limitations, right? A lot of time we'll hire service providers and we'll ask, can you do this? And always get an astounding, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. But actually, your service providers have limitations. And it's really our job to know what those limitations are, especially when it comes to property management. So that's something we cover in this snippet here. We also break into asking the right questions when you are managing your management company or hiring the right management company. So this episode, so in this snippet in particular really focuses on hiring the right management company, managing them to a T, but also knowing uh, how to find the right fit for your type of property, right? Don't hire a class A management company for a class C property. And John talks about how he learned that the hard way. So enjoy this episode, my friends. And by the way, if you're enjoying our content, be sure to like and subscribe on the platform you're listening to our uh, content on and share with a friend who you think would gain value from our episodes. But of course, if you can leave that five-star review on Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to our content on, please leave a five-star review. We'd love to learn more about uh, guests you suggest for the show, topics you want to hear about as well. And we can do that all. The more reviews, the more engagement we have, the better the content we can put out. So enjoy episode 119 of the Passive Cash Flow podcast. This is Investing in the Midwest with John Kasman. This is a little 10-minute snippet I wanted to show to our listeners here once again. Thank you. Enjoy your day. No, that's great. And, and one of the challenges I've had with uh, my real estate syndication through the years was property management. In fact, that's the reason we developed our own property management company. <laughs> Uh, it's not like I woke up one day. It's like my passion is property management. You know, it's like I don't know anyone. <laughs> Actually, I do know one person. My property manager who loves property management. She's great at it, but that's such an acquired taste. And it's a really difficult part of this business, and one of the most important as well. Um, if your management isn't there, it doesn't matter if you're invested in New Jersey or Cincinnati or Louisville or. You know, Texas, doesn't matter if you do warehouses or office space or multifamily, you're not going to do well, right? If the management doesn't know what it's doing, they're not executing every day on those goals, um, then it's not going to go well. So I found uh, I had one property management company that way over promised and under delivered. They were a national name. I was extremely surprised how poor they were, being that they were such a big, successful company. I hired another one that was a small mom and pop company. They ended up stealing money from us and we had oh, to take wow. from a small claims court and we basically said, okay, we're gonna switch to a third property management company and they don't succeed, we're gonna lose the the uh, faith of our tenants and the confidence of our tenants. And we, we can't do that. We're also putting other people's money to work and we need to make sure that these projects go according to plan. 
and we don't, we don't lose a single dollar here. So we developed our own management company, which was inherent with many challenges and many mistakes along the way as well. But looking back, I'm really glad we did it because we can control those assets much more closely. But it does limit to where we can invest now within this this market here. However, we love the North Jersey market, so it works very well for us. And New Jersey kind of small, so you can get around pretty easily here. But um, how do you uh, really uh, know when to hire or fire a management company when you're shopping around for a new one to team up within a new market? What's that process like? That's a great question. And it's one that I think a lot of people experience when it comes to your relationship with the managers. And, and that was our experience as well. We've gone through many property management companies. We've had a lot of different conversations and we try to learn from everything. I think the first part of it is recognizing that, you know, you're, you're likely going to struggle to find that perfect property manager. You know, if you expect that company to come in and just bring in their processes and their diligence and their knowledge and take your NOI up 20% in the first year while you kick back and, you know, enjoy your mimosa, that's just not likely going to happen, right? So one, we have to understand what's realistic, you know, what are the expectations, but then you've got to set the tone as the leader. And I think that's part of the challenge. And one of the things that we learned as well is that, yes, it's on the property management company, but at the end of the day, your investors are not trying to hear that. You know, like it's on us to be accountable and to go through that process. And and there's going to be challenges. I'm not saying it's going to be flawless. You know, we've experienced challenges. We, we still experience challenges. And those are the things that we have to work through because at the end of the day, people are going to look at us. At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. So one of the ways we manage that when we think about how do we hire, how do we fire? Um, first of all, what are we hiring for? I'm looking for uh, a track record of doing what it is I'm asking you to do, right? If we're buying B-class, you know, apartment communities and we're looking to reposition them into A-class apartment communities, I want to see somebody who's done that, right? Mm -hmm. Have you have you managed B-class properties? Have you led the transition from B to an A? If we're buying C's and taking them from C's to B's, you know, do you have a demonstrated track record of doing that? So that's the first thing is just hire someone who actually has the experience doing what it is you want them to do. Uh, one of the very first mistakes I ever made or with the, the first property management company I hired, I got, um, it was the eight unit property in Chicago and I got a bunch of referrals and there was a guy I wanted to work with and he said, well, I don't do that part of the city, um, you know, but I know someone who does and they're great. You should talk to them, talk to them, great conversation with them. You know, we had maybe two or three conversations, loved them, hired them and um, they were okay. I'm giving them credit. I'm being very nice saying they were okay. Yeah. It wasn't their fault though. The reality is, is that I hired them for something that they don't do well. I had a C-class property. It was a straight C-class property, right? It was, that's what it was. It was a C-class property that was nice, it had potential, but it was still gonna be a C-class property. <laughs> they were more of a B, B plus, A type property management company. Right. So they knew how to do nice stuff with very little tenant interaction, mm -hmm. you know, outside of like a couple repairs here and there, mm -hmm. you know, collections really wasn't their thing. You know, the, the little things like picking up trash on the property, this was an eight unit. They didn't come out to the property. They stayed behind their computer. There was no reason for them to come out. If they came to the property, they charged me for it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, 
I didn't even know to ask these questions starting out, right? I just was looking at my my um, account. I'm like, yo, where's the rest of my money at? Oh, mm-hmm. we had to charge you for this and charge you for that and charge you for this. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that's not property management, right? You charge me every time you have to get up and walk away from your computer to do something that's at the property. <laughs> so I didn't ask the right questions, right? So yes, they could do all the stuff and they're always going to tell you they can do it. And um, I, I think... I think you said this earlier when uh, we, we recorded um, having you on and um, or maybe you just said, I don't know, but you were saying sometimes you have to stop contractors because uh, they they always think they can do more. And it's the right. same thing. Like I've never met a company, a property management company or most vendors who you ask them, hey, you know, can you do this? Usually the answer is going to be yes. They might give yeah, you a right. caveat. You know, they might say, yeah, we haven't done it in a while. Or it's not our expertise. Right. Yeah, we Are can you going to pay me to do it? Yeah, I can yeah, do it. Are you going to pay me to do it? I can do it. I'll figure it out. So that's always the answer, right? So I, I learned, like, you can't ask leading questions like that. Like, you just have to re- ask them flat out, you know, which what properties do you have that are like this? Do you manage properties like this now? Those are people I want to talk to, right? Yeah. Those yeah. are the people on the screen. Those are the references I want. I don't want the guy who you know, lives in one of the nicest areas of the city. So, you know, his properties are super easy to manage. He's a great reference, right? Cause he's like, oh yeah, they're great. You know, get my money every month. And blah, blah. Of course, you know, meanwhile, I had a resident who couldn't pay her rent because she had ghosts living in her unit, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you, wanna, you wanna know how to vet your property management company? Ask them that. Hey, class D property, John. I don't know. So. The property is nice. I, you know, and it's the one unit I didn't see. And the owner, the previous owner, told me. He said, "I'm gonna tell you what. Everyone, everything you see is what you see. But that unit right there, hey man, you're gonna have your hands full with her." Uh, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out." Oh my goodness, this woman said she had ghosts living in her unit, and that's why she couldn't pay rent. And I was like, you and them damn ghosts going to pay your rent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was double you what, for the ghost. Now you that was double. You're not up. supposed to have them ghosts. They're not on the lease. Yeah, they're not on the lease. Rent's going but, up. But yeah, I, I think the key is you really just have to find people who are doing the job you want them to do. And when it comes to firing them, you know, the, the sooner you recognize it's not working. Um, and I would say you got to start with yourself. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't, like, just like a manager, right? Did you give them clear direction, feedback, expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, do they know what they're supposed to be doing, right? Because maybe they don't. Maybe there's miscom- miscommunication. Sure. Maybe they think you don't care about this or maybe they haven't done something because they know you, you're tight on your budget and they don't want to spend money and right. they misunderstood that. You're like, no, but you have to do spend money on these things, right? Yeah. Um, so there's things like that that come up. It's like, no, guys, anytime there's a, a tenant emergency or something for the tenant, we need to, we need to fix that. But yeah. I don't want you to run around and just, you know, fixing everything in the property just because, you know, you, 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 it was not up to your liking, right? Mm-hmm. So there's little things like that that can become big things if you're not sitting down and talking, talking through it. Uh, but if you have done that, if they're clear on the vision, if you've clarified it and you're just not getting the result you need, then yes, mm-hmm. it's time to make a change. And then sometimes too, it's, you have to ask yourselves, is it the property management company or the on-site property manager? You know, yes. sometimes you don't have the right person in that seat, but the company is fine. Okay. Um, and in that case, you go to the regional manager, the senior level person, and you have a conversation about the staffing and the issues you're facing. And right. you see if it can get addressed. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes that on-site manager is amazing, but the support, the infrastructure around it, um, you're not getting what you need. The company seems unstable. You're having a lot of issues, but you love the person on site who's interacting with the residents every day. Right. So you have to understand and break down what's really going on so you can figure out what the next step needs to be. No, that's great. And how often are you uh, in communication with these property managers? Weekly. Uh, we, we do an asset management call each week um, with yeah. uh, on my bigger properties every other week for some of the other properties. Um, and 
you know, you get a pretty good sense of what's happening at the property. For me, it's, you know, I, I need to kind of stay on top of what's mm -hmm. happening, but then also make sure that my communication, my vision, it's very clearly being communicated. And then if yeah. there's a disconnect, I want to know that sooner rather than later. I don't want to just look at the monthly statements and be like, oh, what's what's going on here? Right. Because yeah. now I can't do anything about that. Now I'm, a guy, I'm playing, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going backwards and, and trying to figure out what happened as opposed to actively managing it and recognizing where potential issues may come so I can help the team get in front of it. Right, right. And you find yourself, you do like to get on a plane and kind of do a, a site check every now and then, or is that uh, part of the business? Most of my properties are within a two hour radius, so I can get out there pretty quick, uh, quickly and frequently. Okay. So I definitely get out to the properties um, relatively, you know, uh, frequently um, and checking them out. It, it also depends on what's going on with the property. So yeah. if I have a property that is, you know, heavy renovations, we're, we're turning a bunch of units. I'm going to get out there more frequently so I can right. keep an eye on it, make sure the team's is there, make sure the crew's there. And then again, if I'm having calls, if the manager's telling me, hey, you know what, uh, the, the contractor's, you know, getting here slow or late or we're, we're behind schedule. All right. Well, now, now I need to go in there and see why. Right. So I'm going to sure. go and visit it so I can physically be on site, see what time they're showing up, see how, you know, how much they get done in a day. Right. And I yeah. can better have a better sense of what's really happening. Right. But if things are going smooth, if there's no renovations right now, I mean, there's really not much for me to do when I get there. I know it sounds crazy, right? But yeah. no, um, I, I I get it. I get it. You I get it. You get it. But sometimes you show up and there's not like it's. I mean, these are people's homes. You can't just go in their apartments and look at them just to look yeah, at yeah, them, yeah. right? Because right, you're right. in town. So uh, if it's if it's mostly occupied, you can check out the vacant units. You can sit with your property management team. You can walk around and see what you see. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm in there and I'm I'm there for like a half hour, forty five minutes because. You know, it's just me putting eyes on it, seeing what I see and pointing out anything that is of a concern. Yeah. Um, but on some of these properties, especially our B plus type stuff, they're pretty well kept. And, you know, they, they recognize the same stuff I see, which is when, you know, you got a good team in place. Right. That makes it a little yeah. bit easier. Now, the phone calls I'm having, that should match what I'm seeing when I physically visit the property. Sure. And it should also match the bank account. Right. And it should match yeah. the operations and the NOI. So if all that's matching up, then I feel really good. It's when there's a disconnect. That's when I'm trying to figure out, okay, something's wrong. What is, what's wrong and why is it wrong? Right. And what do I need to do to fix it? Hey friends, if you're still listening to this episode of the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, then hopefully you've gained value from this episode. So I ask of you a couple things to help us build our network and reach more people and help them passively invest in real estate. See, our goal this year is to reach 10,000 more people, download our podcast here, help them improve their life and get a little more freedom in their life, a little more financial freedom to do the things they love. But to spread our word and help people build their wealth, we need you to do a few things. First of all, share this episode with someone who you think would gain value from our content. Also, leave a five-star review on the platform you're listening to, maybe Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Please leave a review for us, and we'd love to hear some of your feedback on guests and topics you'd like to hear as well. Also, like and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to as well. If you're on YouTube, check out more of our content there. Again, our goal is to reach 10,000 new listeners this year, so share with a friend, like and subscribe, leave that five-star review, and let's build our networks to the next level. Thank you, and enjoy your day.